0: Wow, this is the first time you clap for me before I preach. I I feel so special. Could you please stand for the reading of God's Word? That was a joke, just in case. (laughs) Today we're going to be reading from Proverbs 31, and we're going to be reading verses 10 and 11, then 13 through 18, verse 20, and then 25 through 31, more or less. A wife of noble character, who can find? She is worth far more than rubies. Her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. Verse 13. She selects wool and flax and works with eager hands. She is like the merchant ships bringing her food from afar. She gets up while it is still night She provides food for her family and portions for her female servants. She considers a field and buys it. Out of her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She sets about her work vigorously. Her arms are strong for her tasks. She sees that her trading is profitable and her lamp does not go out at night. Verse 20. She opens her arms to the poor and extends her hands to the needy. Verse 25, she's clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. She speaks with uh, wisdom and faithful instruction. Is on her tongue. Verse 28, her children arise and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Charm is deceptive, and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Honor her for all that her hands have done, and let her works bring her praise at the city gates. This is the word of the Lord. Lord, please speak to us this morning as we celebrate the beautiful and amazing woman we have in our midst. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And we all say... All right, so as probably obvious, we want to spend some time uh, celebrating and thinking, why is it that the Lord uh, created you, woman? Uh, And why is it that this day is a special celebration for all of us, right? Um, What I I want to do today is actually really simple. I, I want to share with you something that I think it should affect the way you view yourself as a woman Regardless, of if you are a mom or a mom-to-be, or if you are not a mom and you will never be a mom, regardless of what that is or what that looks like to you, what I want to share with you today is what it means to be a woman in front uh, or before the Lord, or what He thinks of you as a woman first, and then I'm gonna make some applications when it comes to mothers. Right? Now, what I'm what I'm sharing today should affect the way you view yourself, and he, uh, for for men, should affect the way we view women. It should affect the way we, if we have little ones, girls, the way we raise them up to be. And if we have boys, the way we teach them about women. Um, So at the end of the day, what I want to do is to share with you what God thinks of you, regardless of where you are. Uh, Because at the end of the day, what really matters is what he thinks of you. Our opinion on women changes all the time. Our culture has different opinions about women all the time. So at the end of the day, the only thing that we have that is secure and foundational is what God thinks of you as a woman and what God thinks of women in general. Um, this is something that I started working last year, actually. But the way I, I process a sermon like this is, is something like this. If, if I have my mom, my wife, and my mother, and my two daughters in front of me, This will be the message that I will want them to hear. Uh, Because I I, I believe that if they believe that, uh, their life has meaning. It's what God thinks of them at the end of the day is what I really want them to know. Not so much what I say, but what God says. So my prayer for us today as a community, as a congregation, is that we believe what God believes. And we embrace what God says. My prayer for us as men, can you raise your hand if you're a man, <laughs> is that we learn to see women the way we're supposed to, the way God sees women. Amen? All right, so I'm, answer- I'm answering two questions. This is the first question. What does God think of women? And I think that a really good passage to talk about this is Proverbs 31, which is a very famous passage. A lot of people quote it. A lot of people have even memorized it. there's a whole ministry called proverbs 31 what is interesting about that that uh, proverb is that it's an acrostic poem it means that the author what he did in the original language is he grabbed the hebrew alphabet which is 22 letters right and he wrote one thing about women using every single one of those letters uh now we don't i only have two hours to finish the sermon so i won't have times i won't have time to go for 22 points so i grabbed some of those and i put them together right um and obviously, when we go, we translate this into English, we cannot do that, right? Um, but at least you have the, you, you understand the intention of the author when he wrote this beautiful piece from verses 10 all the way to verse 31. Now, it's important that we keep in mind that the text is describing the ideal woman, almost like a superwoman, perfect woman. And the reason why I, I, I think it's important for you to know it's because as we go through these, we must understand that that woman doesn't exist. Uh, that woman is going to be you, woman, when you get to heaven. But that's not the point of the text. The point is not for you to compare yourself to this woman and say, look at how far I am from where I'm supposed to be. No, no, the point of the text is for you to understand and believe how important you are to God, what potential you have as a woman, and how valuable you are to God. That's the point of the text. The point of the text is not for you to compare yourself to this woman, or for me to compare my wife and my mom and my daughters to this woman. The point of the text is for us to understand and believe how important a woman is, what potential a woman has, And how valuable a woman is to God. So if you remember that by the end of the sermon, then I did my job right. And everything starts with verse 10. In which God describes this woman as a woman of noble character. And that she's worth far more than rubies. That's verse 10. Now, both of these sentences or phrases, noble character and "worth far more, um, are important because in two sentences, actually, two phrases, God gives us his whole theology on why we say that a woman is important and why we say that he has potential and why we say that she has value. The word noble character here could be translated in so many different ways. In the original original language, right? So it it can be translated as virtue, a woman of virtue, a woman of physical strength, a woman that is capable, a woman that is excellent, a a woman that is competent, a woman that is brave, and a, a woman that is able, able to do whatever God calls her to do. This is how we know that a woman is important and that a woman has potential because of that single sentence, noble character. What is interesting here is that the word worth also has a double meaning. Actually, some Bibles translate the word worth as precious. I I, I prefer that translation of the word worth because he's not talking about your worth because of the things you do, but your worth because of who you are to God. At the end of the day, your worth does not depend on the things you do or don't do. Your worth comes from your understanding of who you are to God. And to God, you are precious. That's a beautiful word. Precious. This is how you know that women are valuable. Not because culture says that you're valuable. Not because you might feel valuable, because that would be the case when you stop feeling valuable, you lose your worth. You are valuable and you are precious because God says that you are valuable and you are precious. Interesting that some of the, translation, some of the words that we could use to translate the word worth besides precious is the word expensive. You are so expensive... You're taking that wrong. (laughs) You are so expensive that not even rubies can be compared to you. That's the principle. That's what we ought to see every time we see this beautiful woman in front of us. That's part of the reason why we celebrate Mother's Day. Because that's who the Lord made you to be. A woman of noble character and worth. Actually, it is because of that understanding... That we know exactly what God means, or what God meant when he created woman, and he called her a helper in Genesis chapter 2. The reason why I bring that here is you have no idea how many times I've heard people using the word helper in a negative way, which I find is so ironic, because that's not what Proverbs 31 says. And God is giving a woman a name that he gives himself. So, if you're struggling with the word helper, just remember that God describes Himself as a helper. Deuteronomy chapter 33, for example, He says that God is our shield and our helper. Psalm 118, God calls, God says, the Lord is, the Bible says, the Lord is with me and He is my helper. Can you see what God thinks of a woman? Woman, do you see your value and dignity as a woman? Can you see how important, what potential, how valuable you are to God? Regardless of what you do or don't do, regardless of what you have or don't have, regardless of what you have accomplished and haven't accomplished, your worth is not determined by anything else besides what God says you are. Amen? Amen? Now, I'm going to give you seven virtues. There's more. There's actually like 15 in the text. But I'm going to give you seven virtues, seven things that, um, seven virtues that God uses to describe what a woman looks like, what a woman is, and why this person is so important, so valuable. Um, so let me get, this is what I'm going to do. It. I'm going to give you uh, the, the virtue. I'm going to give you the verse where I'm getting that virtue from and then every now and then I'm going to use some illustrations to explain, to apply that to a mother today. All right? So the first one is this. In verse 11, the first thing that we see there is that God says that a woman is trustworthy. That's why her husband has full confidence in her. Now the, word, the phrase full confidence there is a the word trust, meaning that a husband could always trust his wife, that a son could always trust his mother. That regardless of who you are, you could always trust the person, the woman that God gave you. It is part of your life. Right? In a way then, that's an invitation for me as a man to always um, understand that I could be vulnerable before my wife and before my mom. That I don't have to pretend to be anything because she's trustworthy. The second thing that we see there in verse 11 is that women have the ability and the capacity to provide for what we, so what, for what we need. Her husband has full confidence in her, in her, notice this phrase here, and lacks nothing of value. I love that sentence right at the end. That phrase, lacks nothing of value, is an army language. It's aggressive language. It means... That uh, is describing woman almost like a warrior in, um, like a warrior of life, meaning that a woman is willing to go out and fight on behalf, on behalf of those she loves. Meaning that a woman is capable and is willing to aggressively do what she needs to do to provide for her family, to defend her family. That's a similar idea that we find in verse 14, the second part. It says that this woman brings food home. In verse 15, the second part says something similar. She, it says that she provides food for her household. In verses 21 and 22, it repeats the same thing. She provides for her home needs. In other words, if, if you are a woman, you would always do what is required for the sake of your family. Aggressively pursue what is Needed for your family. A great example of this is D.L. Moody's mom. I don't know if you know much about that story. But D.L. Moody is one of the greatest American evangelists in the history of Christianity. Elizabeth, his mom, lost her husband when, she, when he was very young. Um, actually, the husband passed away when she had nine children. All under the age of 14. That's a mom. And she had to work hard. And this is what D.L. Moody, this is how D.L. Moody described his mom. She worked in every way she could. Plowing the ground and planting crops. Seeking work from nearby families. She made her children's clothes. She made it the chief business. She made it her chief business and pleasure, and uh, pleasure of her life to instruct me, he says... And to bring me up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. There's a saying that says that behind every great man, there's a great woman. And I, I don't know if that's true. But what I know is true is that before every great man, there's always a great woman. That is true for Muri. Well, that was true for Dio Muri. And for sure, that is true for us today. I know it's true for me. The Proverbs describes a woman as a creative person. Verse thirteen, she selects wool and flax and works with eager hands. Verse fourteen describes this woman as resourceful. She is like a merchant ships, like the merchant ships bringing her food from afar, and is describing this business woman. In verse 16, she says that this woman is into real estate. She buys a field. In verse 18, she says that she perceives her merchandise. Uh, she perceives if, if her merchandise is profitable. In verse 24, it says that she makes garments and sells them. So, on top of everything else that this woman is doing, she's into business. She will do what is required for the people she loves. I think that that is true for many of the women that we have here today. This reminds me also of John Piper's mom. See, everyone knows John Piper. Is there anyone who doesn't know who John Piper is? John Piper's dad was, another, was a preacher, a famous preacher. He spent 250 days out of, out of the year outside home. And his wife not once complained. Because she understood that God called these men to do what he did. Therefore, she embraced whatever God called her to embrace. This is what is interesting about this woman. It's so amazing. Is that if you know John Piper, and if you know John Piper's dad, you would assume that this woman had to be this crazy theological woman but she wasn't she was a simple faith woman not a theologian the book that she quoted the most was the book of proverbs john piper says that he believes that the reason why he quoted she quoted the book of proverbs so much is because she needed something that will help her survive and this is how john piper describes his mom She did everything. I mean, she did everything at home. From cleaning to cooking to paying bills to fixing the house to contract people to fix the house to teach the kids simple faith. She stamped me more than anybody in the world. That is just no doubt about that. See, before every great man... There's always a great woman, and in this case, simple, faithful woman. That's why we celebrate Mother's Day. That's the reason why I have to celebrate Mother's Day. Because that's my case, and I know that's your case for many of you. The book of Proverbs describes this woman as a committed woman in verse 15. He says that she gets up while it's still uh, night, and she provides food for her family. Verse 18 says that, that not only she gets up early in the morning, but she goes to sleep really late. And verse 27 says that she's, she's not lazy at all. When I'm thinking of this, I'm being reminded of uh, Christopher Ewan's mother, Angela. If you don't know who Christopher Ewan is, he's someone who the Lord rescued from... Uh, a lifestyle of, of homosexuality. And God saved them, and now He speaks all around the country. Actually, Him and His mom wrote a book that a few years ago we, we invited people to buy. It's called Out of a Far Country A Gay Son Journey to God A Broken Mother's Search for Hope. What is inter- interesting about that testimony is that none of them two were Christian. Christopher was not a Christian, and His mom, Angela was not a Christian. She converted first. And after she became a Christian, she decided to pray for her son every day, all the time, for years and years. Now, Christopher gets in trouble, and uh, he does all kinds of crazy stuff that I don't have time to explain, but he goes to prison for six years. And guess what Angela is doing? Praying, praying, praying praying and in prison the lord saves her saves him and it was all because god was using the prayer of a woman that never gave up and this is what christopher Ewan says today i am not a gay christian or a straight christian i am not a chinese christian or a male christian i am simply a christian that's my identity And that's because a woman, like his mom, was willing to fight for his uh, son's soul. Committed until the end. That's why we celebrate Mother's Day. Because before every great man, there's always a great woman. Verse uh, 17 describes woman as strong. It says that she sets about her work vigorously... Her arms are strong for her test. And on this one, I'm going to get a little bit personal. Because the word strong there, I think that the way you read it in the context and in the original, is not just talking about physical strength. It's talking about spiritual and even emotional strength. The reason why I'm saying that is because there's this tendency to believe that women are weak. I think that's a misunderstanding you know, of what the Bible says. And the best way I could explain this, and I've shared this before in the church, um, I'm not sure with you guys, but at least in the church here, is this became a reality when I saw my wife giving birth. Listen, I don't care how strong you are as a man, there's a reason why the Lord does not allow you to have babies. (laughs) Or maybe it's just me. But I'm looking at my wife giving birth both times. And I'm there because that's what a husband does, do, right? He's there, husband does, and that's what I'm there. Um, and in the midst of the process, you know that everything is super painful. And everything, so I see my wife and she's sweating and she's, I, I could see the pain in her face, right? And she's thinking about the baby and she's listening to everything everyone is saying, right? And the instructions from the doctor and the nurses and all that stuff. But I'm starting to get a little bit weak. So she's there laying down doing her thing that the Lord called her to do. And I'm doing, I'm him being next to her as good support, holding her hand. Like this. (laughs) And then I go like this. And then she looks at me and she says, Are you okay? <laughs> I don't know if she said this, but I'm assuming she says, <laughs> she says Hannibal, don't worry. We're going to get through this. <laughs> <laughs> That's the reason why we celebrate Mother's Day. <laughs> you are strong. You're still sinful, but you're strong. Physically, emotionally and spiritually, if you can, if you want. Did you know that this is the story of John Newton's mom, Elizabeth? The reason why he became the man that he became, it was because of his mom. He only had his mom for seven years. And he says that during those seven years, because she passed away really young, he says that during those seven years, Um, he learned more than ever before. Actually, this is what he says. In one of his journals, my dear mother, besides the pains she took with me, often commended me with many prayers and tears to God. I doubt not that I reap the fruits of those prayers to this hour. Seven years, people. Seven years. Before every great man, there's an even greater woman. That's the same story of uh, uh, Hudson Taylor, this great missionary that went to China, lived in China for 51 years. He brought to China 800 missionaries, founded 125 schools. He was used by God to see 18,000 people coming to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And the reason why I think he did all of that, it was because he had a mom that was praying for him. Did you know that the last time he went to China, that was the last time he saw his mother? And yet he always knew that she was praying for him. This is what he says. My mom to us, she devoted her life for us. She prayed, labored, and suffered. Did you know that that's the reason why we we had Charles Spurgeon? Because of his mom. 17 kids. How many of you guys have 17 kids? Nine of them died in infancy. But this woman evangelized her son and prayed for him. And when you read his journals, he says that the only reason why he became the man he became was because God was using the prayers of his mother. Before every great man, there's even a greater woman. And lastly... The book of Proverbs describes woman as compassionate. She opens her arms to the poor and extends her hands to the needy. Trustworthy, provider, creative, resourceful, committed, strong, and compassionate. It doesn't matter what people say you are. And it doesn't matter what you feel you are. What matters is what God thinks of you. I think that's the same picture that we see with Jesus. I think that Jesus did the same thing. He displayed what God thinks of women. That's the reason why he befriended the Samaritan woman. This is the reason why he uses, God, Jesus uses women as as examples of faith. We have the example of the five wise virgins in Matthew 25. The woman that helped Elijah in Luke chapter 4. The example of the persistent widow, widow in Luke chapter 18. The widow that was so generous that gave everything she had, and we see the story again in Luke chapter 21. The woman that anointed him, Jesus, before going to the cross in Matthew chapter 26. Actually, he says that that woman will be remembered forever. This is the same reason why Jesus taught women theology. Mary and Martha being the best example of that. Mary Magdalene, the first lady that got to see the resurrection, the first lady that preached about the resurrection. It doesn't matter what people think of you. What matters is what God God thinks of you. A wife of noble character who can find. She is worth far more than rubies. So here's a question for you. That answers the question what God thinks of you. But this is the second question. What makes you truly beautiful? So I would say that all of that stuff that we talked about makes you amazingly beautiful. But if there's one thing that makes you more beautiful than anything else, is your heart. And here I'm speaking to Christian women. Because it's your heart what makes you simply amazing. And we see the same thing in the text. That's the reason I'm saying it. Because in verse 26, it says that this woman, besides everything that she does and everything that she is, she speaks with wisdom. Now, this is what is interesting about the word wisdom there. Is that in the original, is the same word that is used in the Bible to describe grace. And this is why I think that verse is so important. Because what makes a woman and a mother so special, so beautiful... So worthy of honor is that she gives to others what she already has. See, she's trustworthy and a provider and creative and resourceful and committed and strong and compassionate because she knows that everything she has and everything she is is because of the grace of God. And once you get that you everything you are and everything you have is because of the grace of God displayed in Jesus Christ, that's exactly what you give to others see before every great man there's always a great woman but before every great woman there's even a greater god that's what makes you makes you so beautiful and that's the same reason why in verse 30 he says that this beautiful woman fears the lord the word fear the lord is always, always has always have to do with your affections and your heart See, a a woman that is beautiful, not just on the outside, but in the inside, is a woman that understands that there's nothing better than God. That there's nothing better in what God did for us in Jesus Christ. It's a woman that is controlled by the power of the grace of God and the gospel of Jesus Christ. Have you ever wondered why the Samaritan woman, after struggling with the five husbands she had, She has this encounter with Jesus, and she goes and tells everyone about Jesus. This is the reason why. Because she found in Jesus the husband she always wanted. Because she found in Jesus what she was looking for. Because she found in Jesus the love that she always needed. Because she found in Jesus the Savior that she required. Grace received, grace extended. The fear of the Lord. That's why we celebrate Mother's Day, because of who you are, and because of what God made you to be. Your value does not depend on what people think, culture thinks, or we think. Your value comes from the reality of who God made you to be. But even more than that, your value comes from who you are in Jesus Christ. Amen? How about if we do something different because I finished early. (laughs) Can you please stand? And I'm going to ask you to think of someone that you're a woman, a mother, a grandmother, a mother-to-be, or just a woman that you are thankful for. And there in the intimacy of your heart, spend just a few seconds thanking God for that person And asking God to bless that person. And then we will respond in adoration. Amen? Go ahead. Lord, I want to thank you for all the women in my life. I want to thank you, Lord, for the faith of my grandmother, the faith of my mom, the faith of my wife, and the future faith of my girls. I want to thank you, Lord, for every woman that you brought into my life that has influenced me, instructed me, guided me, loved me. And I thank you, Lord, for every woman here present. For the ones that are spiritual mothers, for the ones that are physical and spiritual mothers, for the, mother, for the ones that we future mothers, we thank you for every woman here present. The fact that we see what you think of them makes you look even more beautiful. So as we celebrate them today... I pray that we may see your beauty through them, your grace through them, your love through them, your compassion through them, your trustworthiness through them, your strength through them, your commitment through them, your love through them, your compassion through them. That we may get to see you. Our beautiful Savior. In the name of Jesus we pray. And we all say.